Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. And now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Stormy weather Gonna kick all trouble Out the door Beat out all trouble and drunk Welcome to Radical Australia Community Radio 3CR. Her Right Royal Highness, the Empress Dowager, Dale Bridge, (laughs) is back, Dale. Do you have a medical certificate for last week? Uh, No, not this time. You know, I'm a bit confused. You know, I think I've got to start believing in God. Oh, goodness. Because last week I interviewed Grace. Oh, Grace. And this week I'm, in, I'm interviewing Hope. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have charity soon. <laughs> <laughs> just amazing. I have and an, chastity? I have an extraordinary chastity oh, at 3CR. Nah. Dale, come on, give me a break. Come on. Sorry. Chastity. No, I always got to take it too far, Dale. I think so, Dale. You're that type of producer, you know. Chastity on 3 I can't believe it. Now, we just do, we, we do have a very special guest. And we only, obviously, we only have special guests at, three, at Radical Australia. We have a young Hope Ma Tumbu. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. You know, it, it's strange, you know. Two weeks ago, I did a YouTube presentation on hope. Mm. And now hope has walked into my life. Thank you. That's amazing. What, what did you say about me? Well, I, I, said, I said hope is the love child of desire and expectation. Mm. The desire for change and the expectation that change will occur. Yeah. Because that's what, is what hope. Yeah. That, that encapsulates your life. End of interview. Go. <laughs> <laughs> that was easier than they told me. <laughs> yeah, hey, look, I'm sure Dale briefed you on the questions, which you shouldn't do because I like to surprise people. Mm. So you've worked out your questions, but I'm not going to ask them. Okay. <laughs> well, I haven't actually. So you haven't? Oh, great. All right. The first thing is just to orientate our listeners. Not that I'm nosy, but what year were you born? 1988. Excuse me, could you say that again? 1988. You're just a, a youngster. Yeah. 88. 88. <laughs> Hello, daughter. Hello. <laughs> and what's the first... And now you've got 55 minutes to answer the next question. Okay. okay. What's the first thing you remember about being on planet Earth? Ah... Uh. This is what I like about live radio. Yeah. There's not much time to think, is there? No, there isn't. So I'll fill the, I'll um, fill the time in while yeah. you're thinking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was gold. That was gold, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and you wonder why I brief people in advance. <laughs> um, that, was, that was brilliant. <laughs> there's, but 
How early is early? I'm sure something will hit me after this and I'll be like, aha! Oh, you tell me when it hits the you. The day I spat so my dummy. <laughs> tell me now yeah. what you think is your earliest memory. Um, well, I remember Christmas uh-huh. before kindergarten. Right. I was in, you know, prep or preschool, you yep, know, yep, pre-prep, yep. before you had to wear a uniform, mm. and it was a Santa Claus was coming, mm. um, but but I didn't really think I was going to get anything, right. because... No, well, no, Santa's for white people. I don't uh, know. I'd never, I'd never been to hope. a place where Santa Claus was Can coming. I put, hope, I've got to put my glasses yeah. on. <laughs> Are you black? <laughs> I didn't notice. I just noticed the gap in you two. I thought I thought you were a model. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I I just remember thinking as a child, what? you know, this is the first time I've gone anywhere and Santa Claus is coming. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't know who I am no. because Santa isn't for uh, me or oh, for no. my people, you know. But they called out my name, yes. which was great. But then I got Lego, and I wasn't really into Lego, and I was like, well, Santa doesn't know me anyway. It would have been better to not get my name called. Whoa. So I remember the joy and then the, the disappointment again, like, okay, well, I, who, you know, who gave him my name? Maybe he does know all the people's names. Maybe he's all right. But then I got Lego, and that's excuse not me. what I wanted. Santa doesn't know me at all. <laughs> excuse me, Hope. I'm very disappointed. You realize that in other... Uh, I move in a lot of circles, but in some circles, near Christmas, people make fun of me. Uh, oh. Yeah, you know, because you know, I look like that gentleman, don't I? I've yeah. got a white beard, big gut, you know, stupid eyes, <laughs> <laughs> but no red suit. Yeah. And uh, I pass myself as off as Joe Claus. I'm Santa's younger brother. Yeah. Right. And then when kids, when we see kids, little kids, you know, I, and I see their parents, I play tricks on the parents. I say to the little kids... What would you like for us? I'm Joe Claus. I'm Santa's brother. What would you like for Christmas? How about a new mobile phone? <laughs> the latest. So I wasn't around there. Mm. So where was kinder, Where was preschool? Where'd you go to preschool? In South Africa. South Africa. Yeah, yeah. in South uh, Africa. What part of South Africa? So I'm from the northeast of South Africa. Mm. Um, and at that time, I grew up in a in a place called Nelspruit, but I was born in a place called Guiani. So where this story is happening is really in the north of the country, in a place called Guiani, in the mm-hmm. Limpopo province. Mm-hmm. Um, and my area is very close to Mozambique, so Mozambique is just mm-hmm. a bit of a drive, and you're there, and mm-hmm. it's really beautiful. So I assume you speak Portuguese fluently. No, but <laughs> but I do speak um, Shangan or Tsonga, which is uh, the language of my people, is mm. actually the second biggest language in Mozambique. Big. So if the Portuguese hadn't been invaded, it would have been the biggest language. So right. there's a whole history thing uh, that I, a history uh, lesson I could uh, give you, but no, I don't know if we've got no, time. Yeah, not about Mozambique. Okay, no, because it's about you. It's not about Mozambique. <laughs> but I did hear the. Uh, Previous first ladies, a little bit of hot water at the minute. Is that correct? She's a uh, huge corruption charges. Oh, Winnie. Oh, oh, Mozambique. Not oh, Winnie. in Mozambique. Oh, oh, I yeah. see. Not Winnie, but somebody else. Somebody yeah. else. Yeah, oh. yeah, the prime ministers of somebody's daughter. You know, had a billion dollars suddenly appear in her account. But oh, that, but that happens to all of us. Outside of Angola, I've only been hearing about the stuff in Angola at oh, the moment. And that was wrong. interesting. 
Maybe I got it wrong. It's Angola. It's and Angola. She, yeah, it's yeah, Angola. It's the other side of Africa. What do you expect? From but Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah, they both speak Portuguese. Yeah. Good on you, whitey. Got it. <laughs> oh, Ooh, you racism. I told you. Racism <laughs> here at 3CR. Uh, there's no such thing as reverse racism, but never mind. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. I'm brown. <laughs> I'm Good brown. on you, Santa. That's better. Yeah, <laughs> All right. So... So was this a mixed preschool? Because you said you didn't expect anything. So we were mixing the preschool you went to? It was a mixed preschool, yeah. Um, so in so apartheid was different for a lot of people, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And really where a lot of conflict happened was in townships that were closer to big cities such as Johannesburg, um, you know, because that's got a lot of mines um, and a lot of political interest, if that makes sense. But where I come from, it's just mostly agriculture and tourism, right? right. And so apartheid, even though it existed looked quite different for my father and my grandparents and people who live in my area um, in so much as that there was just nothing there for people. You know, sometimes there was farmers with land, mm. but everything is very far apart. I grew up in the rural areas. And so a lot of the time there was never really any conflict or anything happening. You know, mm. people... Shangan people are usually known as sort of country bumpkins. Mm. We just sort of, you know, for some people, you know, for some some people were displaced from from their land and that sort of thing. But we were born in the area where our people always lived, mm. and you know, white people, Afrikaans or British or whatever have you, mm. didn't really see any political interest in those areas. Um, and also, the country back then was divided up into Bantustans, which were um, different governments based on ethnic groups. So my people, Shangan people, mm-hmm. had their own um, government called the Gazangulu government, which right. my dad actually worked in. I'm, I'm still going to give you a history lesson. And and we were in charge of, of, of um, looking after our own health and our own education, but obviously we weren't getting a lot of money from mm-hmm. the, the apartheid-era government, yep. from the central yep. government. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was a pretty cruisy life, you know, you didn't, you didn't, um, and, and uh, cruisy in the sense that you never really bumped into a lot of angry white like people the, uh, unless you went out looking for them. We were just, you know, I just remember, you know, in my grandmother's backyard eating mangoes, you know, just doing, you know, I had a, a better childhood than most people and things were a lot more easier going because you're just mm-hmm. in your people and you were corralled away and so mm-hmm. if you didn't really grow up in a certain way there's nothing to miss if that makes sense. So when you went to primary school, mm. what language did you speak at primary school? Um, English, English and Shangan uh, South Africa is very multilingual. Mm. Yeah. Or and my parents come from two different ethnic groups. So Shangan is my dad's language, Sutu is my mum's language, and then of course there was Afrikaans, which is sort of like um mm. I actually did nine years of Afrikaans and mm. I don't remember anything but mm. um mm. in one ear, out the other. And so and so that was sort of like the you know colonial language and and those are languages that my grandparents were good at um of course you have to remember that in 88 apartheid was on its way out as well so my sister interestingly enough Mm. another history lesson Mm. was born on the 11th of february 1990 her Mm. birthday's coming up she's about to turn 30 years old Mm. that is the same day that nelson mandela was released Mm. from prison Mm. um and so that is a beautiful history quite interesting today i was actually 
driving past the tennis centre and there's a, a place across the road from the tennis centre. I actually remember going there when Nelson Mandela came to Australia. Mm. Yeah, I think it was in 1992. Uh, it was interesting. So it, it just came to my mind as I was driving past and now I'm interviewing you and you mentioned Nelson Mandela. Yeah. Extraordinary hope. Yeah, and my sister's 30th birthday. Shout out to my young little sister. Yeah. So, so yeah. does, your, does your sister think that all the celebrations will be because of her? <laughs> oh, <laughs> She does. Yeah, I would say, yeah, 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 typical, typical. Yeah, 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 yeah. why not? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like people who are born on the 25th of December, they think Christmas is about them. Yeah. Uh, I've got two patients who were born on the 25th of December and they're very sad mm. because everybody forgets them. Mm. Mm. But what was primary school like? So, um, so then, oh, well, then apartheid was on its way out and then there was the dismantling of of mm. the, you know of of uh, the central uh, hang government. On, hang on, hang on. Yeah, I didn't ask for a history lesson. I asked you what was primary school <laughs> primary like school. for a young African woman. You know, lived in the rural regions. Yeah, well, we eventually managed to move to the suburbs. So the most suburbs, of, oh. yeah. So I went to boarding school oh. with Austrian and German nuns. Very wow. very oh. old school. Oh. Um, a place called Saint Peter's Primary School. Mm. Now, because excuse me. Mm, she was a boarding mistress. I Were was, you? A, I was yeah. a house mother at a private girls' boarding school. It oh, was, my goodness. I got, yeah. it, I got that job by accident, yeah. and that's why I've got an anarchy tattoo on my neck. Yeah. So I never get a job like that by accident again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and German heritage. Mm-hmm. So she could have been one of those nuns, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the whole atheism so how, thing. So <laughs> how old were you when you went to boarding the, school? I was there from... The age of six, six onwards, yeah. Is that because you were in a rural area or because your parents felt it's better that you went to boarding school? My parents thought it felt it was better that we go to boarding school. So the boarding school was in the suburbs. So this is now where, and in South Africa, boarding schools still exist because the good schools were sort of in majority white areas with white populations. And because my dad had had a good job and good connections through, even though it was like Bantustan government work, he had a lot of connections. And again, the northeast of South Africa is quite different to other parts of South Africa, so we were quite lucky in in that instance. And boarding school is one of the better options, and you'd find mostly a lot of young black or coloured, which is mixed-race people, kids who are mostly staying there. Not very many white kids, though there were some. Um, and that is because of the distance. So a lot of kids were coming maybe from poorer townships or maybe their parents had grown up in little villages and that sort of thing. So my dad was like, well, I want my daughters to, to or my children to go to school with white kids. Um, and so the best school in, in our area was sort of St. Peter's Primary School. And so we were there. We were boarders lived there um, and got picked up on weekends. So you went home on weekends? Went home on weekends. Other mm. people, poor things, only went yeah. home during school holidays, which was even sadder. Sometimes we'd have other kids from other countries even, so some kids maybe from Mozambique, um, some kids from Zimbabwe maybe, or mm. you know, other kids from other parts of Africa. So it was interesting in that sense. Um, but predominantly the borders were black just because of that um, distance and, and, yeah, and wanting, you know, so, so better options. So did you stay at St. Peter's for primary and secondary education? Just for primary. It was only a primary, primary. school. And, and then what, what happened after primary school? And then I did two years of high school at a mm. place, at a school called Lofold High. 
um, and the low felt is still in Mpumalanga in, in Nelspruit where I grew up. At that time, um, we lived in the suburbs and then my dad sort of thought we were old enough to sort of, um, go home by ourselves. Um, what and did then, you, did you walk or bicycle to school? Oh no, either walked or getting picked up in sort right. of like a carpool type yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I came to Australia in year 10. Hang on, hang on, hang, yeah. on, hang on. Look, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. <laughs> well, have, did you excel at anything at primary school, high school? Did you find anything you were good at that you could do relatively easy without studying? You always needed to study the. Oh, well, it, and was, everybody's got talent. Was there anything yeah. you liked? Yeah, yeah you've got talent. Yeah. Everybody's got to study, but you obviously you've got innate talents. And yeah. That would have come out in primary school. You know, but going to a, it was a Catholic, was it a Catholic yeah, school? Yeah, Catholic you know, school. You know what the Jesuits used to say, don't you? No. They used to say, give me a boy to the age of seven and I'll show you the man. Oh. Uh, so there must have been something interesting that, you know, something you're interested in at primary school. Was it literature or Oh, yeah, poetry. poetry. Poetry and reading. I was really good at learning poems. I mean, you still had to study them and learn them, but I was very good at... Um, English poetry, the spoken word, I mean, here we are, um, and and writing. So English poetry, writing, and that sort of thing right. was, was always was my passion. In English or? In English, yeah. In English. Not, in English. Po- not Portuguese? Or sh- oh, well, <laughs> Afrikaans as well, but I don't yeah. think I was very good at Afrikaans. I mean, I knew that I hated Afrikaans because it was yeah. forced down yeah. our throats, ah. so I did yeah. not yeah. do well. I was also a stubborn kid. I was also very good at lying. Yeah. Amongst my peers, I was someone so who... So what we found out <laughs> You were good at something. I was good at getting away with things. Like, like what? What did I you was, get away I with? I was always the nerdy one, you yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. She couldn't have done anything wrong. Uh, no. I was always the nerdy one, and it's mm. that facade. And you, and you look at me now, and people still do that thing. You know, sometimes yeah. I'm infantilized, or yeah. you, you know, I, I, I yeah, yeah. Well, I look, as, I yeah. look a you certain look like a way, and doll. everyone, yeah, 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 I look yeah. like a little doll. Well, but yeah, yeah, yeah. look underneath it all, I'm <laughs> evil, evil, and more fool them. You're a chronic confabulator, I reckon. I reckon. I reckon everything you told us has been a lie. I remember. No, no. (laughs) Two two things, two moments. I remember one. So I I used to have a brother. Shout out to my brother, but he passed away when I was younger, when I was 10. How old was he when he passed away? He was 15. And what was his name? Hosanna. Mm -hmm. Mm. And he was 15. And actually, Friday's anniversary of his death, you know, shout out to my big bro in the sky. Um, but I remember um, 1998 it was, and there was a song uh, by Puff Daddy, who now goes by Diddy, and it was like a rap song. Mm. And back then you listened to things on the cassette and you had to rewrite yeah, the lyrics. Yeah. And I was so proud of myself. And it was sort of like a take on, you know, every step you take. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, did, he, he redid that song with Faith Evans. And so I rewrote the song. And, you know, rap music wasn't allowed at the, at the boarding school. Well, they were and, German Austrian nuns. Yeah. yeah. And Sister Emily caught me. Whoa. And she's like, she caught me with the lyrics, trying to learn the song, and she's okay. like, what are you doing? And I knew that that year, it was my year, and, and God forgive me. But I was like, <laughs> oh, this song reminds me of my brother. Oh. And, oh. and he <laughs> let on the, the waterworks. And, and really, it, it did. did yeah. but, but really, I just wanted to learn it because I wanted to be a good rapper back then, not because I really wanted to and she, and she put her arm around you and comforted you. Yeah. And you, oh, yeah. oh, instead, of, oh. instead of getting a spanking, oh. I, did, oh. I didn't get it. Oh. 
she was really? like, just let me never oh. find you with this again. And so I just remember 1998 was a good year, even though my brother passed. I got away with quite a lot because everyone was always so sad for me. Oh, <laughs> We've had a lot of people, hundreds, come through this year in the last seven years. And I think this is one of the most pathetic stories I've had. Using the death of your brother to promote your career as a rapper. Have you no shame, woman? I think he would have been proud of me. <laughs> now, I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. Do you remember the rap song? Um, Give us a few lines. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I just, seems like yesterday we used to rock the flow. I laid the track and you... Something, something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, no, no. Nah, nah. But if you put it back on again, it'll, yeah, yeah it'll yeah. bring back memories. Maybe it might come uh, back. Well, yeah. Uh, well, if this was the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, <laughs> we would have had the tape up by now. But, yeah. uh, Dale, when are you going to get the tape? Two or three years? Yeah, yeah. So give me a bit of time. Give me yeah. a bit of time. We'll just make our own version of yeah, it. You know? Know, you, know, you know, that you could actually uh, help her out, can't you? Oh, sure. You know, yeah, yeah. it wasn't such a bad song either. You yeah, know? it was really good. Yeah. And, and wasn't wasn't that you know they're you know talking to rappers gone yeah so Diddy it was, and uh, yeah it was quite um, pertinent to your situation it was yeah, yeah. 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 I could see your brother thinking hmm, mm. that's my sister yeah <laughs> I can see it now yeah yeah well, you're 15 then were you grade 10, I, 14, 15? I, I, I was 10. Oh, you're 10. Yeah. 10, not yeah. grade 10. 10. I was 10 years old. And you came to Australia when you were 10? Oh, I came to Australia when I was 15. 15. In year 10. 10. Yeah. Year 10. Year 10. I don't want to ask. You had such an idyllic lifestyle, eating mangoes <laughs> in your granny's backyard. That's almost as good as eating strawberries in, you know, my uncle's backyard. Yeah. What drove you to come here? What, what was wrong with you, woman? <sighs> Money... Money? Uh, uh, well, no, I don't know. Well, well my mother... Your father had a good job. <laughs> he did, he did. Uh, you know, how, opp- how many kids were there? Opportunities from four to three. Three? Yeah. Well, that's not a big family. No, it's not a big family, but opportunity, I guess, what? my parents thought. What? They'd come here? Uh, well, they, they are divorced, so it was just my mum. So we were raised by my dad. Right. And then my mother is a nurse. Mm-hmm. And she got a job in Australia, and in 2003, she was like to my dad, let me take the two youngest, um, so that the plan was to finish high school here so that we could be get into a good university in South Africa. Um, but back then, unlike now, you know, it was... It sort of seemed effortless, sort of, you know, you've been here for two years. Would you like permanent residency? Yes, please. Yes, please. Um, right. And then, you know, would you like citizenship? Yes, please. And, and you grow up, and, you know, South Africa and, and Australia, even though colonized uh, and, and similar in some ways, you know, quite different when you're growing up as a, as a young woman. Okay. Um, well, let's, let's get back to when you were 15. Mm. So did you ha- have any say in the decision of coming to Australia or did your mum say, look, it's time you girls came? Well, my parents had a discussion and my mm. dad asked us what we want. Mm. Um, and who's going to turn down going to, like, a different country? Mm. I mean, you don't realise those treasures. I do miss the produce now that I'm old. Mm. But back then when you were a 15-year-old and, mm. you know, it seems like everyone is going somewhere. The other thing I'll point out is that you know, sometimes I think about how my life would have gone if I'd stayed in South Africa. In South Africa, the education system is very rigorous. So even though I'm a fairly intelligent person, I was failing everything. What? Um, I was failing in year nine. I was... What? 
bam, bam, mental arithmetic. You know, I got here. They oh. put a graphics calculator in front of my face, okay. and they're like, you just need to remember the yeah. code, like the, the you oh, know, the, yeah, the little yeah. formula, and yeah. that's all you do. Yeah. I went straight to the top. I was like second in my class for mathematics. Mm. But in South Africa, you get wrapped over the knuckles. You oh, get told wow. you're an idiot, you're stupid, yep. and you have to do everything in your head. I don't want to do everything in my head. I don't do everything in my head now. So it's a traditional education. It's a traditional what education. What we had here, what I went through in the, in the 50s it, and early 60s. Yeah. yeah. Strapped the cane, yeah. learning by routes, you, yeah. know, you know, one and two equals two, yeah. the whole class doing it together. Yeah. You must have copied our education and, and you And you have to do all of the science. So, you know, chemistry, mm. everything. You know, I mm. got here, I'm like, wow, psychology is a subject? Mm. Went straight into that. International studies is a subject? Went straight into that. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. Oh. Let's go. Let's go Sorry. Yeah. I mean, this, this assimilation's getting to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Look, to a point. To a point. Yeah. yeah. To a point. Look, all right, you get on the plane with your sister? Yep. How old was your sister? She was 13. 13, and mm-hmm. you were 15? Mm-hmm. All right, I can imagine the excitement as you were sitting together. Yeah. When was the last time you'd seen your mum? Uh, probably a year. A year. Mm-hmm. And she'd been here a year, had Yeah, you? Right. she'd been here a year. All right, you get on the plane, and where, what, what city do you arrive at? We landed in Sydney. Sydney, okay. Yeah. I assume your mum's waiting for you? No. Oh, it's even better. We had to connect by ourselves, unaccompanied. Uh, unaccompanied minors and the, mm-hmm. and the hostess or, or took you across. Yeah, yeah, took us across. Uh, and then, so you didn't actually get outside the front door? No. No, no, so you, what, you went to Melbourne? Melbourne, yeah. Okay, all right. You get to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. You meet your mum. Uh, yep. After you go through immigration, mm-hmm. customs, just to make sure you're not, you know, importing... Illicit rap music, which <laughs> was a crime in those days. No, no, but uh, you get, you know, you get out, you see your mum. Mm. I'm sure you're all joyous, hugging and all that. Mm. You open the door, opens of the airport. What do you think? Um, <laughs> at least they drive on the left hand side of the road. <laughs> You keep hoping that Australia is just so different and from the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Com- compared to South Africa, it's the same but different. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's South Africa is kind of like Australia, but we have better animals, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> Excuse me, they're bigger. Doesn't mean they're better. They're just bigger, they're just okay? Different. They're different. They're different. And look, the other thing, white people doing menial jobs. Yes. I remember the first, because my mum lived in Preston, so we drove in the car and, yeah, you know, yeah. we were pretty tired and, and yeah. it was daylight saving. So another thing we noticed was the sun was setting um, later. So that was amazing. Like, wow, it's nine o'clock and it's still bright right. outside. What yeah. are we going to do? Yeah. Um, but I think the next day or the next couple of days, we were just out in the street and the, they were collecting the garbage and we just stood and stared. Yes. And <laughs> White people collecting garbage, garbage at the council workers. Just like, wow. 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 Yeah. So, you know, yeah. just seeing. They can collect garbage. They they're can good co- at it. Yeah. And they're all right. They yeah. can, they yeah. can yeah. do Anybody it. Everybody can do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they can do it. So, so just maybe seeing mm-hmm. small jobs that you're used to, definitely only black people doing, yeah. seeing white people do them was amazing. Sometimes you just stop and stare, yeah. which I'm, I'm sorry to all the people. It's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just amazing. What are you looking at? Yeah. Oh, I'm watching white black. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, in my days, it was even more amazing. Mm. You'd have, where well, I was born in Queensland, in Brisbane, mm. you'd have white blokes with handkerchiefs on their head mm. and a blue singlet and shorts and no shoes with a dunny tin full of maggots on their shoulders running from your outdoor toilet to their truck and emptying the thing. There yeah. you are. Anybody can do it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to, you don't have, to have a specific colour, do you? Mm. You can be black, yellow, right. You can empty dunny tins. Mm. That's the great thing about life, isn't it? Yeah. All right. It's 4.30, although that clock is wrong. They keep telling me it's wrong. It's 4.28. 4.28. Well, it's, this is Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR streaming. This is when you can relax and have a drink. Uh, you know, uh, non-alcoholic, hopefully. Non-alcoholic. It's not soya milk, is it? No, it's coconut water. Oh, that's all right. That's okay. <laughs> it's Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The great Dale Bridge will actually will podcast this program at the end of the program. So the program will be podcast and you'll be able to access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. My name's Joseph Toscano and I'm chatting. You can't call this an interview. <laughs> I'm chatting to hope. Come on. Oh, yes. Oh, I thought we were going <laughs> to... Okay. No, no, yeah. no, I'm chatting to hope. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, what school did you go to here? Preston Girls Secondary College. Oh, that's, that's, that's a high-achieving school, you know. No. No, Preston Girls. No, Preston Girls Secondary College was not high-achieving. Not in those days? No, not, not when I went there. Well, maybe, maybe you they, they closed it down. I, the year before I graduated, it was the second-worst performing all-girls public school in the state. That's all right. One uh, of the worst. Well, thanks. <laughs> Did it really matter? Um, it mattered to us girls who were going there because it was the, the oh. teachers, the system who was letting us down, but yeah. Oh, well, well, there was a lot of, there wasn't much order in the class, was there? Uh, no, I mean, a lot of us were from low socioeconomic background. Now, mm-hmm. I guess, in South Africa, I sort of grew up middle class, upper middle class, and my mum didn't really know anything about schools here. She just chucked us into the one that was closest to her house. But got to the school, there was lots of Vietnamese kids. There was a lot of, like, maybe 60%, 60% plus of the, of the kids were um, Muslim, lots of kids from refugee backgrounds. It was really interesting. And um, in South Africa, I'd never seen this kind of diversity. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so but we come to Australia, mm. which was white Australia policy till the mid-70s, and you've got more diversity than South Africa. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. When you think about it. Yeah. yeah. And, um, or at least what I'd been exposed to, I'm sure if you live in a big South African city, maybe you'd seen it all, but I definitely hadn't. Mm. Um, and... And, um, you know, and also low socioeconomic, you know, white Australian kids as well. Um, and so it was a, it was a very interesting school. Um, but you know, the teachers didn't care about us. Nah. They just thought that we were just gonna, you know, what's the mm. point? They're all gonna mm. end up getting pregnant or whatever, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. finish high school and pop out babies was pretty much the, the understanding standard. amongst the teachers. And, and did you, did you follow that, um, dictate? Or did you go on after year 12? I, I went on after year 12. So you did I mean, well. So it was a good school. No, thanks to them. <laughs> oh, well, thanks to you. I mean, schools, look, you've either got it or you haven't got it. I think 
some people have it, and and I think that I don't know. Sometimes institutional racism really starts in the education system. Mm-hmm. When they see you, and maybe you're a big strapping lad, and they're like, maybe you should just pack boxes because you're just a big, big strapping, strapping lad. Yeah. And I just remember, you know, there was just no one who really advocated for us. So one of my passions. Um, was, you know, English, poetry. I remember once I got into, it was a Rotary Club debating competition. Yes, and it was yes. a state competition. Yeah. And I got up right up to the semifinals and I was debating Excellent. all these people across wow. all these schools. And all of a sudden they realized that I wasn't a citizen. Mm. And they changed the rules whilst I was winning in the middle of it. Mm. And they're like, oh, actually, sorry, you can't, you're not eligible anymore <sighs> because you're not a citizen. citizen. Now I'm just a kid <sighs> who's yeah. just trying to get through. Correct. And, um, yeah, yeah, and my, my library teacher was also the debating teacher was like, well, not much we can do. Yeah. Bum, bum. And out. she was, she was, confused as to why I didn't go back to the library and keep up debating. And it's like, well, I had something that I liked and something that I Mm -hmm. wanted to do, Mm -hmm. but you didn't fight for me. Like nothing ever happened. And Mm. luckily, you know, and then I I was wagging school again with like the lying or whatever. Like I'm a very stubborn person. Once the system starts to fail me, I'm not participating anymore. And so really everything that I did, I did off of my own bat. And I remember once getting into a fight with my international studies teacher. I also got into fights with Mm-hmm. <laughs> Christian girls, what else would you expect? But go on. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, they would spend the money on, like, you know, the facade of the yeah. building, new yeah. flowers. They would yeah. spend it on on, um, on the mm. uniform of the mm. building. And there was one um, teacher that we liked. Shout out to Michael Mifsud, who's still a friend of ours. Um, Maltese. Maltese, yes. yeah. And and he is a gay gentleman. So yeah. also, you know, just... Yeah. but but. I hope you haven't outed him on the program. No, no. Oh, he's good, he's right. very happy. And, yeah, you know, it's fine. I wouldn't want to be no. you know, hauled over the coals because you've, so you've outed your gay friend. No, you know? no. Um, but, but they pulled out all kinds of nonsense on him and mm. got him sagged. And he was the best international That's studies teacher that we had yeah. and introduced some idiot lady who taught us all sorts of rubbish. rubbish yeah. Um and for for me, international studies was very interesting because he talked about things realistically. And these were our countries, some of them, our countries of origin. Um, you know, in the milieu, you're learning about international history in the context of you and your people. Mm-hmm. And this woman came in and it was horrible. And I didn't want to go to class yeah, ever since that. Yeah. But yeah. You, actually, you actually passed year 12. So where did you go I after did. that? Uh, RMIT. RMIT. And I did international studies. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Missus. <laughs> well, yeah, you did What's wrong with that? Oh, yes. Uh, you know, sometimes you look back and you think how useless it is. Exactly. Well, there's a lot of useless things in life. Yeah. You know, like washing your hair, waking up. <laughs> a lot of useless things. So did you finish your course? I did finish the course. So what, what did you get? A bachelor or something? Yeah, BA of International Studies. And obviously that led to great employment. You're employed by embassies around the world. No. No. Well, I, I thought so. I thought I could be a diplomat, but... But then, but then I, I remembered I was argumentative. <laughs> you know what the word diplomat means. <laughs> That's what my family said. Anyway. Well, had, 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 in the interim, had you seen your dad since you left this a few years later? Yeah, um, yes. Back then, we used to see him maybe once every two years. Right. Um, we'd either go there or come mm. here. You know, mm. things are quite expensive yeah. when you're living down here. So it was mm. every two years, and then that sort of spaced out quite a lot. Right. Um, fortunately, I saw him last year, but it's spaced yeah. out after so, that. So is there one sister still left in South Africa? There is, right. my older and is sister. Her, and is her life radically different to yours, or is it this similar 
different. How's it different? Um, well, I mean, the reason why she stayed behind is there's quite, you know, because my brother died, there's quite a huge age gap between us. So she got an internship and she worked as a flight attendant for South African Airways. Mm. So for her and in my parents' mind, she was really happy. You know, she was in love with this guy and, you know, they got married, they had a kid and, and so, you know, and she, she, you know, she still works for South African yeah. Airways, but now more as a, as a manager. And so, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different life, life. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, a different lifestyle in South Africa. You have to drive everywhere. Public transport isn't as good. Um, and I guess I'm unmarried, but. Excuse me. I, I'm, I'm unmarried. You know, our lives are different because she's a divorcee. She's had a kid. All right. But I'm 32. And by the time she was 32, I guess she'd already been married and had a kid. So our right. lives are different, different in that right. sense. Right. Um, and I guess she's got a closer relationship with my dad. I mean, those well, two are inseparable. In the same place. They're yeah. in the same place. Geography. They call each other every day. They yeah. laugh like little kids. kids. It's, oh. it's, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. And is your mum still around? She's still around. Uh, still yeah. working as a nurse? She's still working as a nurse. She just came back from Tamworth. She's going to treat us to a very lovely dinner on Friday. I look forward to when Tamworth. she comes back. You didn't, what did you go to Tamworth for? Well, she, she does all these nursing contracts because she oh, feels right. like it's a good way to see Australia. It's, and so... And they're pay very well. They pay very, very well. well. And yeah. she's still a single woman. She never yeah. remarried no. after my dad. Right. So in her mind, she's like, well, this is the best way I can see Australia yeah. is by taking up all these contracts and ending up in a different place, place in Australia, Australia for three yeah. months well, or however many months at yeah. a time. Because yeah. Yeah. There, there are a lot of medical nursing allied health places in regional Australia, which yeah. are very hard to fill. Yeah. Very hard to fill. Yeah. So what happens to a young woman who's got this international degree and decides she's not a diplomat? Well, I went and did a master's in public health. Uh, excuse me. How could you do a master's in public health? Well, oh, you, you just can. You apply. You just, can, you just apply. Yeah, you apply. No, no, you've, got, you've got a, a bachelor's, well, you, say you're all right. You're yeah. Post, you're yeah. post-grad. You're yeah. post-grad. Yeah. And what, post-grad, and yeah. What, and what did that lead to? Um, well, I worked for a very long time in uh, sort of community development, mm. uh, sexual and reproductive health promotion more mm. specifically. So teaching people from different communities about various sexual and reproductive health issues. Mm. Uh, oh, when the World AIDS Conference was here in 2014, mm. that was actually mm. my first job in sort of like mm. the area that I wanted to mm. work in. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a bad man, I really am. I just into my mind when you said that. Now, don't look at me like that, Dale. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be challenged. I will turn your microphone <laughs> off if you get no, no, no. When you said uh, sexual and reproductive health, right? I thought to myself, is she a Peter Costello acolyte? Because I remember the good when he said, should have th- every family should have three children. One for mum, one for dad, and one for the state. Oh. And I thought you were out there promoting, you know, people no. getting pregnant on behalf of Peter Costello. <laughs> and the government. No. 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 no, no, no. Well, that's what came into my mind. No, I, that's the type of person I am. Well, it, <laughs> if, if if they wanted to, they could do that, and I would whatever. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's just about. Alerting people to all the choices that exist for for whomever they think they are and want to be without the coercion of Peter Costello's or anyone else. All right, Mm. so so free choice. Yeah. Now, so who who you working for? State, 
local government, federal Sta- government? Uh, yeah, usually on state, gov- state government projects. So it was right. all sort of like project work. Worked in North Richmond for a while. Mm-hmm. Worked in um, the western suburbs for a while in different so, projects. So what would a, a typical day entail for you? Um, going into work, um, seeing if you had... You know, maybe people had booked you in to do an information session. Right. Um, Then you have to look up the ages of the people, the gender, and the kinds of things that they wanted to learn about, Mm. I guess. Mm. And then putting together, putting together a few activities and Mm. information, like you know, maybe a PowerPoint. Mm. But if people's maybe English language proficiency was lower, maybe making it more activity based so that they can. you know, so that the information kind of retains and more of activity learning. Mm. Um, yeah, so it depends. So you had a lot of autonomy in how you structured your day. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you know you had to do that, but the way you did it, you could actually control. Yes. Which is good for a government job. Yeah. So why would you leave a cushy government job of superannuation? <laughs> you know, some of these pro- project work... For instance, sometimes they're like, this is your project. You're supposed to work with community. You only get 60 grand a year. Right. Um, A lot of the times, maybe some of that community work would happen on weekends. And then they just pay you in time in lieu. They wouldn't pay you cold, hard cash, right? Exactly. So you accrue this time in lieu. And then then you're like... So you weren't permanent at any stage? No. So how many years did you work and you weren't permanent? Oh, many years. Like 2014 to 2000 and... what, three or four years? Seventeen, many years. And you were never offered permanency? No. It's disgusting, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's a big bugbear, I think, as far as, especially with government departments. I know teachers that have worked for 20 years and never been offered permanency because mm. they don't have to be paid holiday pay at the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. And all the projects sometimes is funded mm. for like one year or yeah. two years and then you have to wrap up a project and then mm. look for another job, job. Yeah. in another organisation because that's the end of that project because yeah. we've achieved our goal of teaching this specific mm. cohort about this issue and then, mm. you know, job done, mm. you know, and then you have to go off. So, yeah. yeah, I'm actually back at uni now as a mature student. <laughs> How can you be a mature age student? Yeah. Oh, come on, honey. Come on. You're lying again, aren't you? No. You're lying. How I, can you be a mature age student at 32? Back, I went back to do nursing. Because oh, everyone else is 18. Oh, yeah, so I'm comparatively... What are you nursing anyway? I'm in third year of nursing. Oh, Thank God. Have you done much practical work? Oh, yeah. Where? Um, well, I'm, I'm doing it up at ACU, so just up uh-huh. the road here. Uh-huh. Um, and I've been part of this thing called clinical school where yeah. all my placements have been with St. Vincent's. Yep. First placement was in sort of like an aged care setting. Right. Second placement was a surgical placement where mm. I was in the uh, colorectal and urology ward. Very nice. Third placement was mental health, mental which was health. a combination of community Difficult. and um, acute. So you're hoping to graduate? Yeah. And you're going to follow in your mother's footsteps and go to Tamworth? Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not Tamworth specifically, but I could go anywhere I liked. And uh, if I worked on weekends, people would pay me the money I deserve. Well, they do. Yeah. That's the whole point. You yeah. know why? <laughs> I hope you're a, are you a junior member of the Australian Nursing Federation. I will be. Yeah. Yeah. You need to be. Best union in the world. Well, I mean, no, second best union. The best union is the police union. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, they get much better than the nurses. Wow. You weren't here for the big strike in 1980. Do you know about the big strike in 1988? N- for the police? No, the nursing N- strike. Oh, yeah. I thought it was in 70... 70- 
something. Oh, maybe it was 70. I it was 70 something. No, I thought it was the 80s. Okay. I could be wrong. Mm. I'm an old man, you know. I, I can't remember any, everything. <laughs> but but you, you know, the ANF, you'll have to join them, the Australian Nursing Federation. That's what makes you strong. Mm, I really believe in unions. Well, you should. You're mm. here at 3CR. If you didn't believe in unions, I'd show you the door. <laughs> <laughs> I'd show you. Obviously, there are corrupt unions. There are good unions. But uh, uh, any organisation is only as good as its members' participation. Yeah. So I expect you to be the head of the ANF <laughs> in about <laughs> seven years. Okay, Hope? Thank you, Alex. And, 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 my best seven-year plan. Yes, yeah, it's just my seven-year plan for you. <laughs> I mean, because you're wasted in the ward. I mean, did one or two years of three years in the wards, and then get into the union, you'll be fine. All right. You'll be a good organizer. Thank you. You look tough. You are tough. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, nurses so, are gold. It takes a special kind of person to be a yeah, nurse. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, how do you how do you know <laughs> you can handle it? Like, what made you make the decision to take the plunge? Uh, it, to be, I, and this is terrible. It, it was just money. I just yeah. wanted to get yeah. do the work, get Jason. paid, go home. Yeah. Do the work, get paid, go home. And I was tired of, yeah. even though there's politics in nursing, sometimes also you know. I was tired of being on the desk. I'm also a physical person. I like mm. to talk to people, have a mm. chat with people. Mm. And I was tired of the politics of community development. Oh, this year yes. we get funding. This year we don't yes. get funding. Yeah. You know, you know, politics changes and now the agenda is this or the agenda is that. Again, you have to be a bit of a diplomat there. And, yeah. and I just, I, I was, and sometimes, and, and also sort of like sometimes with, you know, public health, I believe in health promotion and I believe in health literacy. They're very important things. But sometimes you don't know when that person is going to go off and use the information, which is why sometimes the government mm. says, okay, we're going to reduce your funding because you can't show us statistics or yeah. numbers, you know. So I also wanted to go to bed at night knowing that I met someone today, they maybe had a rash or had this, and, and I could fix it. And I could say to them, get that checked out or, or have this. I wanted more of like a clinical knowledge. Mm. So it's good to understand numbers and to understand public health, but I also want to be more useful in a practical way. So I wanted a practical skill, to be honest. Hands-on. Hands-on, Hands yeah. On. It just takes right. such an incredibly empathetic personality. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, that's the thing. That's what always stuns me about medical people because you are there at the crisis point in people's lives. How do you turn that off? How do you... Look, I've been a doctor for 43 years and I've done a, I did a lot of emergency work when I was younger. How do you not take it home with you? Uh, you don't. How? Because it destroys you. Yeah. Because it's a job. Uh, all right? They're not your friends. Uh, it's a job. Hmm. You're doing something for somebody. Uh, you try and you don't get emotionally involved because yeah. once you're emotionally involved, you lose your capacity to make rational choices mm-hmm. regarding that person. I mean, it's a little bit easier for hope. And the, the other thing is... Yeah. Again, it's some of that stuff, but nurses are the grumpiest people. It's because right. we're all control freaks. But that's they right. do the most work. Yeah, well, yeah. No, they do the most work. Yeah, but it, but yeah, it's not a place where it's like full of empathy and everyone's nah, lovey-dovey. Nah, They're no, more like, bah, yeah. bah, bah. Do this, <laughs> yeah, do this, do that. Yeah, yeah well, pragmatic. When you've got a soil bed four times from the same patient in one shift, there's no empathy. You just do it. Yeah, you just do it. I mean, yes, I'm an empathetic person, but you'd be very surprised. It's not like a very lovey-dovey. And to be honest, with my own family members, and I remember sometimes when I was younger, like needing maybe comfort from my mum. My mum's not a very comforting or emotional person. Mm-hmm. And she's a midwife. She's great at her job. Sure. People love her. Yeah, yeah. And I'd see people send my mum chocolates and, and be yeah. like, you're the best lady in the world. And I'd be back there being like, this woman is mean to me. <laughs> and the, the, the same way, I 
and and I love my mom, you know. But the same way that my mom was mean to me, I'm mean to my partner or to my, my friends. friends. Sometimes yeah. you know people will come up to me with their problems, and it's like, well, do you want to hear an honest answer or not? Uh, yeah. Sometimes I'm the worst person to come to with a problem <laughs> yeah. because there, there will be no tears shared. It will just be like this or that, you know. Sometimes but that's my incredibly partner, helpful. Yeah. And I'll be like, well, well, you need to stay in bed. And if he doesn't yeah. stay in bed, I'll be like, well, you didn't do what I said. You deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hope has got has got the mantra. Of um, most health workers regarding friends, <laughs> a friend in need is a pain in the ass. <laughs> now, when did it's four forty nine? So we've got to talk about three C. When did yeah. you uh, wander into the studio here? Um, about four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over four years ago, a friend of mine, um, Toby. Um, was involved with uh, Tuesday Breakfast mm-hmm. and, you know, sent me a message out of the blue saying, I think this is something that might suit you. And I was like, oh, okay. And then got involved with Tuesday Breakfast for a couple of years. That's a tough gig. Oh, I loved it. But it's a tough gig. You've got to get tough. up at five, don't you? Yeah. And, and then you've got to read the Herald Sun. That's what I find disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've put a motion up twice at AGMs to actually stop buying that shit. Mm. And every time I've been voted down because they say that you people, you breakfast people, <laughs> need to read it. We yeah. oh, I can't believe it. You've got to know what they're saying out there. No, you, you, know, know. you know what they're saying. <laughs> you, know, you don't have to read it. You know what they're going to say. I can tell you what's in there all sun tomorrow. <laughs> They've taken away the, you know, the bare-chested woman on page three, but it's all been the same thing for 50 bloody years. Mm. So... What did you think when you first walked into 3CR? Um, That it was amazing. This is an amazing place. Why? There's all sorts. Something, there's always something happening. I mean, you go to the toilet, you, even when you're sitting down on the toilet, there's something happening right in front of your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hang on, what's going on? I've missed. Oh, I've the, the post. Oh, the post. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, nothing untoward. I mean, I mean, Sorry for I mean, people I mean, who are listening. I've been going to the toilet here before you were born since 1977. And I, don't, I want to know what I've missed out on. I read the posters. I thought there was something else going no, on. The posters. Oh, is that all? Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> <laughs> the posters, there's always an action. I mean, you bump into someone. Yeah, there are, well, obviously, when you go to tour, there is an action. Being a nurse, you know there's an action. There <laughs> 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 we go. You gave me that. That was the best line. I will set them up. You knock them down. <laughs> That was brilliant. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get that. Because it's cold. <laughs> You're quite blushing. right. I've <laughs> never seen Dale blush in seven years. She's blushing. I can't believe it. You're blushing, Dale. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> oh, God, how mad. Right. So whereabouts um, did you find yourself in 3CR? Like, uh, uh, which, um, um, after doing Tuesday breakfast? Women on the Line. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that one of the national programs? It is one of the national programs. Yeah. Women on the Line. What's that entail? Um... (laughs) A bit bit of of lying. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, thought, I was going to say a lot of editing, but that sounds boring. <laughs> I love editing. I'm a bit of a nerd that oh, way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I should have I should have called oh, you in. Oh. I, I, I love editing. Ch- yeah. Because yeah. it's got to be 27 minutes and 50 seconds long. Exactly. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're counting right down. And, mm. and as, you, as, as we've seen today, <laughs> love speaking. Quite yeah, a loquacious yeah. person. Yeah. 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 Um, loquacious. I like that word. And so Portuguese, loquacious. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and so you know you're chatting with someone and you know in your mind I can't let this chat go on for too long I got to get to the bare bones of it because at the end of the day it's a headache trying to edit it down and then picking the best parts but once it comes together it's magical really yeah I think it's boring oh. I've never edited, I've never edited a pro- I don't worry about them they don't count <laughs> they just they just put signs on the door yeah that we like, can't read we can't read and we're not interested in what they're saying yeah. don't worry about it oh, bring it in bring it in whoever you are come on give it here yeah ah, <laughs> bloody <laughs> front desk <laughs> maybe it's one of your friends <laughs> ah, nurses strike easter 86 ah there you 52 go 52 days from listener blake thank you blake oh thank you yeah okay all right okay so women on the line how long have you been doing that for Oh, a couple of years. Oh, okay. It always pains me to say this, and this is the first time I've said it, so I may as yes, well say it. Yes. It was my last show last week. <gasps> oh! Because I'm in third year uni, I've mm. had to, um, oh. I have to focus on my studies this sure. year to get through it. Oh, um, excuse me, leaving us? Not through, no, I'm still here as a trainer. A trainer? Yeah, to be a bossy boots. I'm still here in the background and right, I would right. like to help out with International Women's Day yep. and other special programs. Mm. But mm. in terms of um, mm. the roster for women on the line, maybe I might rejoin in the future or right. contribute. Well, you're right. You, you need to get, after three years and, you know, there are two other degrees. You need to get your nursing degree, and I think I think you've made the right decision. Not that it matters what I think, but obviously, yeah. as a fellow academic, you know, yeah. you've made the right decision because it is hard. It is hard. Yeah, mm. and there's a lot of I, the one thing I will say about nursing: pay us for the placements. So the toughest thing is mm. really just doing. Four weeks. This year I'm going to do five, a five-week placement and then a seven-week placement. This is yeah. full-time work, yeah. all unpaid. Wow. It's 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 insanity. Mm-hmm. I I am so it it is one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, as a person who who lives out of home, mm-hmm. and the kicker is because I, I'm fortunate fortunate that this is my third degree, but I'm not eligible for Centrelink because mm. if you complete the same level of study as you have before, because I went straight into a bachelor's, because I'm like yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I should yeah. just start from scratch. But because I did that international studies, they're like we don't give you money, so you always have to hustle with like casual work and then there's this period where you just are not working for a huge chunk of time and really it's not even about me but just even other people people mm. 18 year olds who maybe get sent out to Warrnambool never been there before yeah. you have to handle your own transport there your own accommodation social work and nursing are the two professions the little lawyers they get paid for their placements I found out mm. but social workers and nurses as students you don't even get nothing and that is one of the biggest heartbreaks and if we could try and change that for the future when you become president oh, of the you. ANS, <laughs> you will use that as your campaigning. Thank you. And, and you will get there. I know. I can thank tell you. talent. Have we ever made a mistake? 
about talent, Diane? Uh, not that I know of. Exactly. But then I don't listen to you that much. No, that's right. <laughs> well, I can understand why. I don't listen to myself either. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, you've got, you've got talent, but you've got more than talent. Everybody's got talent. You've got tenacity. Chutzpah. Tenacity. No, she hasn't got chutzpah. <laughs> Okay. Hutzpah's just hot air. <laughs> That's just, you know, oh, look at me. That's Hutzpah. She's got tenacity. And that's what you need in life. You need tenacity. You need to be able to bash your head up against a brick wall enough times to break down the brick wall or fall down dead. Yeah. Now, look, Hope, I've heard a lot of wonderful things about you at 3CR. I hear things, you know. Uh, I've had auditory hallucinations for a long time. <laughs> No, but seriously, I've heard a lot, a lot of lovely things about you, and I think people will be very sad to see you go from Women on the Line, but it's good that you actually continue in your association with 3CR in the back rooms as Miss Bossy Boots. So that's really good, and it's been a, a great pleasure talking to you, and I hope you all the best for the future, and I'm sure you'll make a wonderful contribution to this country. And I am sure you will be president of the Australian Nursing Federation because I can't see you sticking to nursing for more than two or three years before <laughs> you move on to a more, you know, pugnacious area of nursing. And there's nothing more pugnacious than being a mem- being an executive member of the ANF. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Joe. Hope Thank you, Dale. Tom Ma, sorry, Hope Ma Tombo. Thank you. That was a pleasure talking to you. Me too. And would you like to say something in your to the listeners in your traditional language? Maybe it's a goodbye to 3CR. Oh. Oh, nkesangopo, so ku me meeting selile na cancer. Um yeah, and I tabonana. Stay tuned. 3CR 8:55 a.m. Thank you. We've just had a community announcement there. Thank you very much. You left, I ran into the hills I could see no way to keep my body still When you heard the call You left me on my own I could see No reason to find my way back home And the woodsman lives by the river Strung up in the trees. <laughs>
struggling for years And everybody thought you would die upon the sea Coming home to me.